Hello and welcome to Spark My Muse. I'm your host, Lisa DeLay, and this is Soul School, Lesson 220, I Eat the Stars. Today I'm going to be focusing on the work of Rebecca Elson. Rebecca was a unique poet because she actually was an astronomer and a scientist first, but a very poetic one. Not only did she study astronomy and was quite brilliant, at Harvard she taught an expository writing course on science and ethics. Her team had one of the largest allocations of observation orbits at the time when the Hubble telescope was ready, and she died of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma when she was only 39 years old. She was first diagnosed when she was 29, and it went into a period of remission for a short time. She finally succumbed to the disease in 1999. She was born in Canada, Montreal, Quebec, and she also spent much of her time in the United States. I'm drawn to her poetry, particularly today for us, because it deals with the profound joy of life and poignant observations on mortality. She was reckoning with her mortality and her impending death. A volume of wide-ranging poetry and essays written from her teenage years right up to just before her death was published after she passed away, and it was called A Responsibility to Awe. That came out in 2001 in the United Kingdom and 2002 in the United States. It was selected among one of the best books of the year by The Economist. As usual, I will link to her book and some informational links about Rebecca Elson that you can find at sparkmymuse.com for this episode, SSL 220, Soul School Lesson 220. I thank you so much for journeying with me and for supporting my work. The first one I'm going to read is called Theories of Everything, where the lecturer's shirt matches the painting on the wall. He stands there speaking without love of theories where, in the democracy of this universe or that, there could be legislators who ordain trajectories for falling bodies where all things must be dreamed with indifference, and purpose is a monetary silhouette, backlit by a blue anthropic flash, a storm on some horizon. But even the painting on the wall behind itself an accident of shattered symmetries, is only half eclipsed by his transparencies of hierarchy and order and the history of thought. And what he cannot see is this, himself projected next to his projections, where the colors from the painting have spilled onto his shirt, their motion stilled into a rigorous design of lines and light. The second one is called Explaining relativity. Forget the clatter of ballistics, the monologue of falling stones, the sharp vectors, and the stiff numbered grids. It's so much more a thing of pliancy, persuasion, where space might cup itself around a planet, like your palm around a stone. Were you yourself the planet caught up in some geodesic dream, might wake to feel it enfold your weight, and know there is, in fact, no falling. It is this, and the existence of limits. 
This next one I'm going to read by Rebecca Elson is called Antidotes to Fear of Death. This one is probably the one she is most well known for. It is one that struck me the most this week as we are on the brink or really sliding into what is a third world war as Putin drives his troops into Ukraine to crush them and to annex that sovereign country into his own empire. I'm thinking about all those people who are suffering and dying, fleeing for their lives. And I think of how Elson wrote this poem as she stared death in the face, as she knew her end was coming. And I think about how this is really the plight each one of us has. We all know whether we want to concentrate on it or not. We all know that we will not live forever. And sometimes that comes into very sharp relief, perhaps when we're sick or someone else has passed away that we're close to, we realize that death is an impending thing. And when we are witnessing the suffering of war or feeling the stress of calamity ourselves, these painful feelings, these feelings of suffering and turmoil can feel overwhelming. So I wanted to bring this poem to us today so that we can not shut these feelings out, but in certain ways acknowledge that they're there and befriend them so that we aren't living in a kind of walled-off existence, an unreality that keeps us closed off from ourselves and from others and keeps us closed off from empathy. Antidotes to Fear of Death Sometimes, as an antidote to fear of death, I eat the stars. Those nights, lying on my back, I suck them from the quenching dark, till they are all, all inside me, pepper-hot and sharp. Sometimes, instead, I stir myself into a universe still young, still warm as blood. No outer space just space, the light of all the not-yet-stars, drifting like a bright mist, and all of us and everything already there, but unconstrained by form. And sometimes it's enough to lie down here on earth, beside our long ancestral bones, to walk across the cobble fields of our discarded skulls, each like a treasure, like a chrysalis, thinking whatever left these husks flew off on bright wings. This is a poem of pondering. This is a poem of taking in and appreciating the wonder of life and the abyss of darkness. I eat stars, Rebecca Elson says. I'd like to read it one more time, and I hope that you can sink into it and find whatever you need from it. Antidotes to Fear of Death Sometimes, as an antidote to fear of death, I eat stars. Those nights lying on my back, I suck them from the quenching dark, till they are all, all inside me, pepper-hot and sharp. Sometimes, instead, I stir myself into a universe still young, still warm as blood, 
no outer space, just space, the light of all the not yet stars, drifting like a bright mist, and all of us and everything already there, but unconstrained by form. And sometimes it's enough to lie down here on earth beside our long ancestral bones, to walk across the cobble fields of our discarded skulls, each like a treasure, like a chrysalis, thinking whatever left these husks flew off on bright wings. The final poem I'll read by Rebecca Elson is called Let There Always Be Light, in parentheses, Searching for Dark Matter. For this we go out, dark nights searching, for the dimmest stars, for signs of unseen things, to weigh us down, to stop the universe from rushing on and on, into its own beyond, till it exhausts itself and lies down cold, its last star going out. Whatever they turn out to be, let there be swarms of them, enough for immortality, always a star where we can warm ourselves. Let there be enough to bring it back from its own edges to bring us all so close we ignite the bright spark of resurrection. For me in difficult or despairing times, I turn to the arts like poetry, music, visual arts, and they give me something the typical cognitive problem solving can't do. The typical words can't problem solve. They give me something beyond, something ineffable that gives me courage and strength. Something mystical or spiritual, you might say, that helps us describe or understand or embody our aliveness. We might call it the realm of the spiritual, but it is really, to me, what our humanity is all about. When we lose track of our humanity, that includes our foibles and mistakes, our worries, our mortality, as well as our great joys and beauty, the grace we can give each other. When we miss out on the complexity of that and we reduce ourselves to merely our best or worst nature without seeing the totality of it in ourselves and others, we live a kind of impoverished life, an impoverished spirituality, an impoverished wisdom. And I hope that the arts like poetry today can open those worlds back up to us, open those understandings back up to us. If you are in a slump, if you are weary and despairing and concerned and worried, it is completely understandable. Sink deeply into the arts, into the scriptures, into your prayers, even if your prayers are only sighs and moans and tears and silence, those are still prayers. Be assured that the lover of your soul knows you down to the very last atom of your body and is with you in your joys and sorrows, as we can be also with each other. During these difficult times, may you find ways to be a blessing to others and find blessing and peace and shalom yourself. May the world come to shalom as soon as possible. Lord, make haste to save us.